We rarely ever speak on blessings and on money. And the title is Living a Blessed Life. We're going to be speaking on money, financially blessed. But as we go on to the series, we're going to be speaking a lot, a lot more of what living a blessed life means. That it's not just financially, but blessed in every, every, every area of your life. About how God wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you blessed. can also mean happy, with peace, with love, with joy. When you go up to someone and people come up and to me and the kids and the family and go, wow, you're really blessed to have a family like that. That didn't mean that I was really rich in money financially to have a family like that. Sometimes if you guys have kids, you know, you, sometimes you do need the money. They get expensive. But blessed, a lot of times, most of the time doesn't technically mean money or financially. You go up to somebody and, how are you doing? I'm blessed, praise the Lord. They don't just mean, hey, I'm rich. But they're blessed because you have Christ. You have so much more than what this world could ever offer. But blessing means so much more. How many of you guys were here Tuesday? That was everybody that was there Tuesday. How many of you guys weren't there Tuesday? Quite a few. If you weren't there Tuesday, I, I gave the... What's the beginning of a book? The pre... whatever they call it. Preface. I gave that basically on Tuesday night and about obedience. Um, if you weren't there, we can make you copies of that CD after service. Let me know. I encourage you to get that and listen to it. Um, it really talks and opens your eyes about obedience and how being blessed by your obedience. You know, God wants to bless you, and he does bless in a tangible way. It seems like a lot of the times today, Christians are either one way or another. They either believe God wants to bless us, and they're all about the money aspect. Bless, 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 money, money, money. And then you get the other side of the Christians that are like, God wants to bless me, but they believe, oh, it doesn't have anything to do about money. And they, they steer away from money and finances and all that stuff. But the thing is, he does want to bless you financially. He does want to bless you spiritually. He does want to bless you emotionally, physically, in every area of your life. So, so there's a fine line there. We, I, I'm not the one that talks about finances all the time and how God wants you to be blessed financially. And I'm not the one that says God doesn't want you to be blessed. But, but there's that line in the middle that, yes, he does, but he doesn't want the finances to rule your life. He doesn't want that to be your motives to come to church. He doesn't want that to be your motives to do things. Giving. Giving an offering. Giving whatever. You know what? Just set the baskets up at the end. We'll just let them put offerings. I ain't going to pass it today. You guys, if you're giving an offering, you put it in the basket on your way out. Um, there's connection cards on your seats. There's offering envelopes. You can fill those out anytime during the service. Um, but he wants to bless you in a tangible way. Did you know that over a third of Jesus' parables was about money or finances? It was about physical things. That Jesus spoke about finances quite often. That Jesus spoke about money. So, so a lot of times you come to the church, and this is what scares me about preaching about finances or blessed or money on a Sunday. It's because you get somebody that comes in, oh, there you go. Pastor's talking about money. 
new person comes in, oh, it must be one of those prosperity churches. But you know what? Like I said, Tuesday night, if the Bible says it, I'm going to preach it. If the Bible talks about hell, I'm going to preach it. It talks about finances, I'm going to preach it. It talks about the law, it talks about this, it talks about whatever it talks about, I'm going to preach it. I'm not going to add anything and I'm not going to leave anything out. Amen? I mean, that's what the word's about. That's what coming to God's about. It's about learning every aspect of this Bible, every area of it. Blessing means having a sacred nature connected with God. So you can say, I'm blessed, I'm connected with God. I'm blessed that I have eternal life. Blessing also means very welcome, pleasant, or appreciated. I love this part of blessing. It means to be on the receiving end of the tangible gift of God. That God wants to bless you and you're on the receiving end of it. If you're blessed, you're on the receiving, receiving for what he has for you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, 1 through 12. How many of you guys got your Bible today? How many of you guys got your phone that has a Bible on it today? All right, more of you. Matthew chapter 5, 1 through 12. It says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. So he's telling about what blessed is. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. And so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So you're saying when things come against me, when people put me down, when people do all this stuff for God's name, I'm blessed? I don't feel very blessed. Sometimes that's when we get down and, well, God must not be real because all these people are coming against me and nobody likes me and I don't have any friends and this and that and all kinds of stuff. But really, that's when you should be like, no, I'm blessed. Praise the Lord, I'm blessed. How many of y'all want to be blessed out there today? Thank you, Kevin. Kevin wants to be blessed. (laughs) Anybody else? All right. To be blessed means to be favored by God. To be favored by God. Therefore, blessings are directly associated with God and come from God. Thus, to express a blessing is like bestowing a wish on someone that they will experience the favor of God. For example, may you have a blessed day. How many of you guys have heard that? Have a blessed day. I think it's the bottom of my wife's emails that say, Bethany Gray, have a blessed day or something like that. May you have a blessed day can also be translated into may you experience the favor of God during this day. About receiving the favor of God. That it's having his favor on your life. That in anything you do, you're blessed. Do you guys believe? We're going to talk about finances a little bit today. Financially, physically. Do you guys believe that God wants to bless you in that area? 
Do you guys believe that? A lot of people say, well, no, because money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. When you begin to love money and you can't let go of it, I love this thing. I use this for everything. <laughs> when you have money and you can't let go of it because you love it so much, that's where the evil comes in. When you say, no, God, you can't have my money. No, I love this money. This is mine. Uh-uh. No. No, when you can't give it away. When, when you're out to eat, you're at McDonald's, and you just feel like something saying, you ought to buy their lunch for them. You're at work, and you feel something saying, why don't you just give them some money? And the Spirit begins to speak to you on certain things, and you're like, no, I can't. No, I, I, I've, got a, I've got bills that need to be paid. I have other things that need to be done. Oh, I, I, I would, but that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, I would, but what may they say? Okay, so, so you're loving your money more than stepping out and doing what God has called you to do. If God speaks it to you, do it. If you feel that, in, I'm telling you, your spirit and your flesh are total opposites. Your flesh says, mine, 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 mine. Your spirit says, give, 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 give. Your flesh says, become the blessee. Your spirit says, be a blesser. Your spirit says, to give it away. Your mind, your body says, no, no, I need this. I need this. This is mine. I'm not giving it away. Do you want your spirit to have control of your life and God, or do you want your flesh to? If he says give it away, give it away, we think. No, I, I can't do this for somebody because I've got to pay that bill of my own. I can't. But when we say we can't, what we're saying is, my money's in control, not God. I'm in control, not God. Your flesh will never tell you to give your money away. How many of you just go around, I want to give money away. Here you go. Here, here's the money. Take the money. You don't just do that. Your flesh doesn't tell you to do that. But your spirit and God inside of you is what says, you ought to bless them. You ought to bless them. And I tell you, when I first began to get right with God, I didn't hear that too often. But then the closer you get to God, the more you hear that. The closer you, you want to get closer to God, begin to listen to that. Begin to give more away. Because I'm telling you, when you realize that you're not controlling your finances, and you let God in control of your finances, it works a lot better. You're willing to let go. You're willing to say, who cares, God will provide, and you don't think twice. You don't think that. I'm not even just talking, today I'm not talking about giving to the house. I'm talking about just giving in general. Become a blesser instead of the blessee. We like to receive. It's great to receive. You know what the best part about me making more money and receiving more is I have more to give away. I have more to give away. You, you enjoy, wow, look what I received, how awesome it is. But let me tell you, when you give it away, something feels even greater inside. Something feels even better. And then at the end, after you've given away and you see how much more God blesses you for your obedience, it's about obedience, guys. It's not about money. It's about obedience. When you begin to see the blessings that God gives you even more, you're like, wow, this really does work. Wow, 
I can give. I don't have to worry about finances anymore. I don't have to worry about any of this because if I just listen to God and obey that, that thought that comes in my head to give it away, that thing that comes in my heart that I just keeps going on me, do this, do this, do this, do this, help somebody, whatever it may be, begin to listen to it and you'll see how your life becomes blessed. You reap what you sow. If you reap hatred, you're probably going to get some hatred back. If I walk up to EJ and I punch him in the face, what do you, <laughs> what do you think am I going to reap back? I mean, you're a good Christian, all EJ, but I really don't think you're going to turn the other cheek. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hit me back because I'm going to reap what I sow. If I go up and give EJ $1,000 right now, there's a good chance in the future when I need money, he might give me some money back. If I go and steal, <laughs> if I go and take $1,000 out of your wallet, can I have $1,000? <laughs> if I go and take $1,000 out of his wallet, do you think I'm going to reap that back from him? What am I going to reap back? Am he going to give, here's another 1000 Or is he going to be trying to get that 1000 back? Now, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do on his part, but I'm giving an example of how you reap what you sow. If I'm reaping, mm, nice juicy watermelon. If I, if I have a watermelon seed and I plant that seed in the ground, a watermelon seed, do I reap a tomato back or do I reap a watermelon? I reap a watermelon back because I reap what I sow. So if you want to start feeling loved, start loving some people. You want to start being blessed? Start blessing some people. You want to be happy? Start showing happiness. You feel like there's a bunch of negative people around you all the time? Maybe you're negative. Maybe. Evaluate your life. And that's off the whole subject. Let's get back on cue here. I said to be blessed means to be favored by God. Get this. God wants you to be a blessing, but to be a blessing, you need to be blessed. And if you are blessed, you need to be a blessing. How many of y'all got that? Probably not. <laughs> God wants you to be a blessing. But to be a blessing, you need to be a blessing. And if you are blessed, you need to, oh, I'm sorry. God wants you to be a blessing. But to be a blessing, you must be blessed. Okay. So if you want to be able to give, you kind of need to receive something in your hand to give. Even if it's your time. In order to give time, you must have time. You must make time, have something of it. To go on, it says, if you are blessed, then you need to be a blessing. So if God gives it unto you, be a blessing yourself and bless others. So God wants you to be a blessing. He wants you to be a blessing. But to be a blessing, you need to be blessed. And if you need to be blessed, then you are blessed. You need to be a blessing. It's fast, it's a lot. But basically, begin to bless others and see how God blesses you. Begin to do things unto others and see what God does unto you. Because we need to go The whole, the whole aspect about being blessed is that we can bless others. We need to move from, 
God as the blessor, us as the blessee, to becoming us as the blessor and others as the blessee. And believe me, it's better to be in the blessor position than the blessee position. Because when you become the blessor, your blessings are much greater. When you become the blessor, you'll realize that the things that you thought would have made you happy really don't. Really don't. We think that holding on to what we have is what makes us happy. But actually it has control over us. We don't own our money. When we can't give it away, it owns us. We say we own it, but if you can't unlock it from your hand, then it actually has a hold on you and owns you more than you own it. Everything that we have, God gives us. Everything that we have is from God that he gives it to us. That If we have something and can't give it away, then how must God think? I, I gave this. They're just really borrowing it from me. I own it. They're borrowing it from me and they can't even give it away? It's not even theirs. It's mine. It's mine. You know, it's bad to say, but certain times when I, I go to buy something nice or something or another, or go look at a vehicle to buy, a lot of times I, I go, God, I, I, whew, I really don't know if I want to buy this because I really like it, and I'm afraid if I buy it, you're going to tell me to give it away. It doesn't keep me from doing something, but a lot of times I'm like, oh man, I really like this. But I know if I buy it, God's probably going to have me give it away. And a lot of times it's about the obedience. Does he like this more than me? Does he like that more? Than, can he give that up if I told him to? Would he be obedient or is that beginning to own him? Begin to think with the possessions you have, do you own it or does it own you? If you own something, you're able to give it away. If it owns you, you can't give it away. You guys understand that? Let's go into Abraham's seed and promises, Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to prove to you that God wants you blessed in a tangible way. That God wants you blessed financially, that God wants you blessed with things also. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I, if you know it's, it's, it's God that does all this, I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you and all the families on earth shall be blessed. So he's saying him and his family will be blessed. Let's go to Genesis chapter 13, 1 through 7. You say, well, maybe that doesn't talk about money. Maybe that doesn't talk about physical things. Maybe it's just talking about something else being blessed. Genesis 13, 1 through 7. It says, Then Abram went up from Egypt, 
he and his wife and all that he had. They took everything that they had and lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich. This is after God said, I'll bless you. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and A. To the place of the altar which he had made there at first. It says, in there Abram called to the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. They had all this physical things. Now the land was not able to support them. They had too much land once they were able to support them. That they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. So think about that. You move into land with somebody else. We got too much money. We've got too many things that we ain't both going to fit here. Oh, this bank account? They, they can't hold all our money? Dude, you're going to have to go to a different bank, man. I want to go to this bank. Can you go to a different one? We just got too much stuff. It says, and there was strife between the herdsmen and Abram's livestock and the herdsmen and the livestocks and so on. But that there was so much stuff. Now let's, let's, let's talk about why they were blessed. Why did they have so many belongings, so many things blessed by God? Because they were obedient. Obedience is the key. Obedience leads to faith, but obedience is what it's about. It's not about these things. Here's the deal. God gives you something. He's going to see how obedient you are with it. He's going to see how you are with what he gives you. You guys still out there today? You sure? All right, y'all are quiet today. I never know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's because they're obedient. Obedience, like I said, get the message from Tuesday night. It talks all about obedience. Obedience starts with meditating on the word. Meditating, as I said over and over again Tuesday night, meditating on it day and night. Meditating on the word day and night. Meditating on it day and night. Obedience starts with meditating on the word. How do I be obedient? Meditating on the word. Obedience then springs from faith and acceptance of our heart of the will and way of God. So, so it starts with meditating on the word. Then it springs from faith because meditating on the word, hearing and hearing and hearing of the word of God helps to build your faith. Hearing helps to build your faith. So after we meditate on the word and we hear the word of God, it begins to grow our faith. So obedience springs from faith because when we believe that God will do what he says, we will be obedient unto the word. When we truly believe, if God says you reap what you sow, we'd be reaping a lot more. How many of y'all understand that? You reap what you sow, I want to give even more out. Let's see what I bring in. Test me in this. That obedience springs from faith. Obedience is a proof of your love for God. He says, if a man loves me, will he keep my words? Obedience is a proof of your love for God. How do I show God I love him? Be obedient. Be obedient in every area of your life. Not, not financially, not in it, just every area of your life. Well, I can't stop doing this or I can't stop doing that, and I know God doesn't want me to do it. 
12. Show them you love them. Stop doing it. That simple. Obedience. Let's put it this way. Start evaluating your sins. This may be hard to receive what I'm getting ready to say, but, but think of it this way. If you start evaluating your sins, what do you say? So every sin you do, come to God with it. If you believe that obedience is a proof of your love for God, because the word says, if a man loves me, he will keep my words. So if we sin and we go to God with our sin and we say, sorry, God, he said, oh, why'd you sin? I didn't love you that much. Think about that. If we evaluated our sin in that way, that if a man loves me, he will keep my words. So if we don't keep his words, we're basically saying, this may be hard to grasp, you may think, oh, that's just too rough on me. But, but if we really put this into perspective, I guess I, I loved your, the sin more than I did the obedience. And obedience is showing that I love you. So technically, I love my sin more than I sh- love to show that I love you. I love my sin more than I love you. Think about that. I- I'm not saying that to put you down, you're going to leave, oh, I'm never going to make it. But the problem is a lot of times today, guys, in Christianity, in Christians, we use the, well, God knows I'm human. Well, we all make mistakes, we're just human. That's true. We are, and I'm going to tell you that. We are human we do make mistakes. When you make mistakes, don't, don't put yourself down over it. Just use it to become better. Your mistakes, grab a hold of them and try to become a better person. Use the mistakes to help somebody else in the future with what you did. Try to become a better Christian, a better person in general. But we use that too often. Well, God knows I'm human. Come on, y'all heard that. Y'all probably use that. We've all probably used that. Well, you know... I got mad at that person. I know I sinned there, but God knows I'm human. We use that excuse too often. I said, when you sin, when you're disobedient, a lot of times as I used to do, coming back to the Lord, I'd beat myself up over it, over and over again, that I get myself so depressed over my sin that I, they got, Satan would lie to you and be like, you're never going to make it. You keep doing the same mistake over and over again. You obviously don't love God. Obviously, you're not going to make it. Just go back to the way you were. This, this ain't, you're just not designed to be a Christian. You know, that's a lie from hell. That's a lie from hell. When you make mistakes, just say, you know what, God? I am sorry, Lord. I do love you, God. I am so sorry, God. Help me, Lord, the next time to, to not do this again. Help me just to put a conviction on me, God, that I, I don't want to. Because believe me, the regret that you get after you committed that sin is much stronger than the pleasure of what that sin was. How many of you agree with that? The way that is is after you do something, when you feel bad about it and horrible about it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm never doing that again. Never again. Oh my gosh, I feel so horrible. And then Satan makes you forget about that guilt. And he makes you forget about how bad you felt. And he goes, no, that was good. Go ahead and do that again. 
Now I'll go ahead and do that again. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You do it, and then afterwards, oh, gosh, why do I keep doing that? I'm so stupid. How many of y'all relate to me? <laughs> that, yes, we do stuff, but just go to God. God's a merciful God, but don't use that as your excuse to sin. Oh, God's merciful. Thank God he's merciful. I hear that one too. Yeah, I know I sin all the time, but thank God we have a merciful God, amen? <laughs> don't, don't use excuses like that for it. Just try to use what you've done wrong and try to fix it as you go forward. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just try to learn from it. You say, this whole Abram thing, and him being blessed, but what does this have to do with me? It says his and his family. Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29. And guys, they're my volunteers if you want to go ahead and start getting ready. Galatians 3.29 says, and if you are Christ, if you're a Christian, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What was the promise that we read earlier? About what he'll give them. He'll bless them. He'll bless his whole family. Bless everyone around them. Bless are those who are persecuted. Bless this, bless that. He's going to bless them. It says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And will bless those who bless you. And your, all your families on earth shall be blessed. And he goes on to say, if you are a Christian, then you're Abraham's seed. And according to the promise, you will be blessed. Y'all believe that today? Y'all are quiet today. Well, good. I'm glad you're listening. Anybody sleeping out there today? Leave it to Dave. <laughs> he, he was sleeping and, oh, uh, uh, yeah, me, huh? What? But God wants to bless you. We get this whole religion junk put in our head. Oh, God doesn't want to, want to deal with money. Money's sin. Money's sin. No, it's that love of money. Stop loving it. If you want to prove that you don't love it, give something away that you love. Not your kids. <laughs> Not your spouse. <laughs> something tangible. Well, they're tangible too. Something financially. Let's put it that way. And not something that's a burden on your finances. But seriously, you want to show, man, maybe you're thinking of that. You know what? I, I don't know where I stand on financially with God. You know, you may go, oh, well, okay, let's say here's, here's two bucks. Oh, not bad. If it don't hurt you, then maybe that wasn't the stuff that you loved. Maybe that didn't really mean too much. It's easy to give a dollar away. If you got a hundred bucks in your pocket, it's easy to throw a dollar out. Now, depending on where you are, sometimes I've been in a place that it's hard to give a dollar away. It is hard where you're like, man, I got five bucks in my pocket. I've got to get milk, bread, and something else. This ain't going to cover that because a gallon of milk with tax is about five bucks. It's expensive anymore. So wherever you're at, try to take something. And so you don't think that I'm trying to talk to you about giving to the church, always trying to collect money today. Don't even worry about it in here. Try to take something outside of that. Somebody else in the congregation. Maybe you feel God saying, you know what, bless them with something. Take out some money. Take out something. 
take your shoes, well, don't take your shoes off, but take your, no, I don't want to take your shirt off, you know what I'm saying, but <laughs> give something away, bless somebody with it, become a blesser, and watch how you'll become a blessee. You want to be blessed, begin to bless others. You want to see blessings become poured on your life, begin to pour out blessings on other people's lives. You want to be Christ-like, do what he does, he's a blesser. He is a blesser. You know what? You say, well, I really still don't think that God wants to bless me. How many of y'all believe he gave his only begotten son for us? Y'all believe that? If he'd give his only son to bless you, why wouldn't he bless you financially? Why wouldn't he bless you in every other area of your life? He gave his own son. If I take my son and give it away, I must love you enough that I'd want to bless you in every area of your life. That if I give something so prized to me away, to watch my son die on the cross for you, how much more would I want to bless you? How much more would I want to bless you and see you prosper in every area of your life? To see you happy, to see you filled with joy, to see you filled with love, to be loved, to be blessed, and so many more areas. You know what God blesses us with isn't ours. We're just using what he owns. He blesses us. We're, we're just a steward of those things. We're a manager of the things that he gives us. So we must obey the rules given to us. We'll go into that in another, another sermon on this, in this series. But God gives us something. We're just a manager of what he gives us. That if, if you're a manager, if you're at work and your boss is here, I want you to hang on to this. I'm going to tell you what to do with it in the future. You know what? I want you to hang on to this. Go ahead and use what you need. But when I ask you to do something with it, you know it's mine. I want you to go ahead and obviously you're going to obey me because it's mine, right? Otherwise, I'm probably never going to give you anything again. <laughs> you know? So, so I want you to take this, take, take all of this, use what you need, begin to start using it. But when I, when I need some of it, I need you to give it back. Is that cool? You'd be like, sure. Heck Yeah. I'll take it. I can start using whatever. That's what God does. He's giving us things, but we're just a steward of it. We're just a manager. We must obey the rules he's given us. You must be going from being an owner of things to a manager and a steward of things. Stop owning it because when you say you own something, like I said earlier, you don't own it. It owns you. It owns you. Man, I'm really not going to like this... Uh, this series, so I have a feeling God's going to make me give some stuff away. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm just messing with you. In closing, guys, I want to talk to you about the parable of talents that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 25, 14 through 30. You guys can open your Bibles up to there. We're going to do a little skit on it today. Matthew chapter 25, 14 through 30. Just getting closing today, guys. What? <clears throat> this parable 
I've preached it before. It can go in so many different directions. So maybe you go, well, you know, they were talking about this. They were talking about that. There's so many different things we can use this parable for. But today we're using it for example of doing what's right with what God's given you. Whatever God's blessed you with, begin to do what's right with it. You know what? You've been a really good worker. I, I I really feel you'll do what you should do with things. You know what? I'm getting ready to go, guys, on this long trip. I'll be back later. But can you hang on to something for me? I, I'm going to give you something while I'm gone. One, two, three, four, five. Here's, here's five bucks. Praise the Lord. Amen? All right. You know what? You, you've, been, you've been pretty good with things. Can, can I entrust you with two bucks? Are you sure? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two bucks. I'm going to be gone for a while, guys. Here, take that for a while, all right? Thank you. Man. Now I just told them I'm going away. Um, I, I want to see how, how you'll do with this, okay? I want you to take this, do what you think's right. I, I'm just going to, I need you to take that for a while. I'm going to be gone. Just go ahead and take that, all right? Thanks. We'll give an example of what's going on here. So, so the one, if you guys were paying attention over here, the one with the five talents, she decided, that I need to do something with what God's given me. I need to begin to do something. Because if God just gives me stuff and I blow it and I never do to get anything in return, I never do anything extra with it. But let's say you, for example, I'm not going to use that example. I, I know too many stories out there, and somebody's going to think I'm talking about them. <laughs> and when I tell, tell things up here, guys, most of the times things don't even go through my head when anybody's told me or any of this stuff. So when I say things, I know a lot of you come up to me, I know you were talking about me. No, I wasn't talking about anybody. <laughs> I was preaching my sermon. But her over here, she's, she's digging and she's, she's farming. She's doing something with the money. She went over there and purchased some stuff to make more money. This one here's a carpenter. She went over and grabbed tools that she needed in order to do more with it, in order to gain more, to receive more. And this one over here, you can see what she's doing with her money. Stingy little thing. those of you listening by CD today, she's going over and she cashed in the things that she profited from the money that was given to her. She went and she worked, she harvested things. She went and cashed in the produce that was made for more money. Lord, you have given me five talents. I've, look, I have five more besides them. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You were faithful over the things, over the few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. She began to build things over here. 
use the things that God gave her wisely. Lord, you have delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more besides them. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Lord, I knew, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not gathered seeds. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I sow not. And gather where I've not scattered seed, because you just told me that. So you ought to have at least deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, you'd have at least received my own interest back. You know what? You've been the most faithful with what I've given you. I want to bless you even more on top of that. Amen. Give him a hand clap. Sure, why not? Sure, go ahead. Split it up between your other friends, they'll be mad. <laughs> Put those back, though. Verse 29 through 30, it says, For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have abundance. But for him who has not, even that he has, will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But how great is that? Well done, you good and faithful servant. You were faithful over the few things, and I will make you ruler over many. So what God has given you, be faithful with it. What God has given you, use it for just, use it for right. Whether it's giving it away. Now, now, let me say this. Speaking of giving things away, blessing people, right? There's a difference with blessing people because you feel it in your heart, and blessing people because God has spoken to you to do it, and doing it because your pastor said to. I don't want anybody to say, well, the pastor talked about giving a car away. I guess I'm just going to give my car away. Have faith behind it. Have faith. I don't want you to lose everything. Well, my pastor told me to do it. And you come back and blame me and you get an attorney and try to sue me. Pastors get sued all the time. But do under what's in your heart. You know, if you're beginning to do this, a lot of times God doesn't just say, go give your house away if you've never given anything away before. That he starts with something small. Like the one that, that wasn't very, wasn't faithful with what she had. The one talent, right? The boss knew she's not very good with what I give her. I'm not going to give her too much. Let's see how she does with this. We're going to give her a little bit and see how she does. The next two, the one with the two talents, the ruler's like, eh, she's so-so. She's been doing pretty good, not the best, but let's bless her with a little more. Let's see how she does while I'm gone. Let's see how she does with my money while I'm away. Let's see what she does with it. 
Is she going to blow it? How many times do we do that? that? That we blow our money on stupid crap. We blow our money on junk food. We blow our money on internet. We blow our money on entertainment. We blow our money on all this stuff. And then we go to God at the end and go, God, I can't pay my bills. Come on. God, help me, Lord. Help me. I can't pay my bills. If you would have given those two talents to the girl and come back and she got some new clothes on. He's like, I ain't, I ain't got any money. Can I have some more? I got stuff that needs to be done. Please, can I have some more? I want to go out and invest money, make money, and bless people, but I can't because I don't have any money. And he goes, where'd you get that new blouse from? Where'd you get that new tennis shoes from? I'm not saying not do that stuff, but I'm saying with what God has given you, use it wisely. Use it wisely. Yes, go out and buy some new stuff. God wants to see you blessed, like I said, but if you don't have it to bless yourself, first begin to bless others and watch how you're blessed back. You understand? So then, the girl with the fifth, the man in the Bible, whatever, with the five talents. The boss is like, you know what? She's pretty good with things that I give her. She's been really good with managing the things that I give her and the money. Let's I'm going to give her five talents. Let's see what she, what she brings back to me. And gives her five of them. And she comes back, hey, you know what? I took your money. You pretty much allowed me to do whatever with it. You loaned it to me. It wasn't mine, it was yours. But I did what was right with your money. I did what I needed to do. Another example that you reap what you sow, maybe she went out and bless some others with it. All of a sudden, she started receiving blessings. But then when the ruler came back and goes, wow, great job. Great. You did so good. Took that dollar away from the other one, the talent. I'm going to bless you with even more. I'm going to bless you with even more. And that's where that, that comes in on God wanting to bless us. That well done, good and faithful servant. You were just and faithful over the few things. I will make you ruler over many things. So what God has given you, do what's right with. What God has given you, be obedient and listen to his word. If you're faithful in the little, he'll make you ruler over many. Faithful over the little things also means to be faithful with the words he's spoken to you. If you can't do what he's told you to do, how and why would he bless you financially? So, so here's the deal. With my kids, if I tell them, go clean up that mess, go clean those toys up, and then I tell them again, and I tell them again, it's an everyday process, and I begin to get frustrated at them, and I tell them again, if they don't be obedient and do what I've told them to do, why would I bless them with more? Why would I want to give them more? You don't even pick up the toys that you have now. Why am I going to buy you more? You don't listen to what I tell you to do. Why am I going to give you more? You know what? You straighten your act up, boy, and then maybe I will. Begin to listen. Why am I going to give you anything? You don't listen to anything I say, and now you're going to ask. I remember my dad telling me that all the time. Boy, you don't listen to anything I say. Why would I want to do that for you? 
Well, I did pick it up. Yeah, after I told you five times. Man, I start preaching. I think there's a lot of times I disobey my parents. Glad they're not here to amen that one today. But be faithful with what God has given you. I feel like I'm never going to get blessed. I feel like I'm never going to have more. I feel like I'm never going to get out of this bind. I feel like this. I feel like that. But begin to work on your obedience and see what happens. Begin to use what God has given you. Even the little bit that you may have, begin to use what he's given you and do it right. And see how much more he'll give you in return. Amen? God wants to see you prosper in every area of your life. We'll talk more about that next week. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God.